the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. And hello again. Ain't it funky now? I'm sorry. That that song always gives me uh, a, a spring in my step. That's James Brown live in Paris, 1971. Love, peace, and power. One of the greatest funk live experiences of all time. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I digress. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counterculture. I just got so funky. I couldn't help myself. Uh, you're listening to Counterculture with Jonathan Sanborn. Uh, Counterculture, why, why does the show exist? The show exists because we want to highlight people here, here in Phoenix, people around the state, even people around the nation and globe sometimes who are really helping us or really being counterculture and helping us in, in a divided world to be more peaceful and in a, in a world that can be selfish. They're helping us to be more compassionate. And so I get – I often say this. I, this is like the best job because I get to reach out to my friends and to my the people who I know who are just doing awesome things and say, hey, can we talk for 26 minutes? And right now in studio, I looking right across from me is the one and the only Katie O'Dell. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I know. I She's like a deer in the headlights. So I think I'm scaring her with my energy. I'm bringing the energy. Today. I don't know. I got it. I've got my energy today. It. You're feel feeling the energy. The energy. <laughs> so, I feel it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, okay. Maybe I had two, uh, two cups. That wasn't decaf. Maybe that second cup wasn't decaf. That's it. Uh, Katie is the executive director of Arizona 127. Uh, so she also helped found it. So you've been going 10, ten years. Yeah, this is our 10th birthday this year. 10th birthday. Oh, my gosh. And uh, it's Arizona 127. I'll let you describe what that, you know, go into more depth on it. But it really is a statewide movement of churches here to ensure that every child in need is every child in need of a foster or adoptive home finds a safe and loving home. And uh, so very an amazing work. She's a background in counseling. Um and I don't even want to get into the TBR stuff. <laughs> so, so you can explain what that is. But just she's also serves on, on uh, as a pastor, and she's also um, in local church ministry for twenty years in global missions. We've been to a lot of the same places around the world. She's got a big and awesome background. Very well respected leader here in Arizona. But Katie, thank you so much for being on my show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. We are excited to kind of talk about. What we do and mm-hmm. our mission and just our compassion towards kids and families. So thanks for having okay. us. And, and and Katie is using the collective us because she's actually alone. She's yes, not talking, I am. Oh, There's just me, but, royal but I bring we. a we. <laughs> the bring we. A we. Yes, she's representing an organization. But Katie, no. But also, Katie, just so we know, Katie, Katie isn't just a, a cause. She's a human being married to an amazing husband, Casey. Two daughters, right? Yes. And wait, an labradoodle? A horrible labradoodle. Horrible He's labradoodle? a COVID puppy. Oh, okay. And he's horrible. I, 
<laughs> we've we've tried training. We've tried everything. Oh, we are not good dog owners. Oh no! And he rules the house. That's not great. He's the third child in our home, Ugh. and he's horrible. Ugh. You guys, I need help. Okay, <laughs> sweet. We he's did cute this cute as a button. Yeah, but horrible. Get, yeah, our we had to give our first dog back like ten years ago because mm. it bit. Right next to my yeah, right. It bit right close to my daughter's eye, Mm. a little corgi, and it was just we gave him to another, uh, like another dog breeder who had a ranch, another other corgis, just much happier with other dogs around, open space. The dog's fine. Seven years later, we got another dog. So I I get that. I get that. So it's 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 okay to let go. No, I I can't. But he needs some behavior training (laughs) for sure. <laughs> you know, I need behavior training. I could I use some. We could sign yeah. everyone up for a class yeah. okay. together. <laughs> dogs and Jonathan. Dog, dogs and Jonathan. Yeah, it's a, and I shot callers haven't worked that well. With me. Just, <laughs> just, you need some better, more innovation than uh, than that. Yes. Um, so we like to play this game called fake news. And now this is a little tricky because I know you, I know some some, yeah, of you, but I don't I, know it all. I tried to think if you could if you could guess this or not. Okay. So so uh, so. Name something that's true and not true, and I try to guess what's true because okay. I'm the discerner of all that's true. Okay. So you want me yes. to tell you? Um, you tell me two things, and I'm going to guess. I don't – Okay. Let me give it a think for one minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have I swam with sharks in both the northern and the southern hemisphere? Okay. Or – have I climbed glaciers in both the northern and the southern hemisphere? Okay. Well, no, that's those. Okay, that's awesome. This is exactly what this is about. So I know you're quite the world traveler. You've done. You've you have a lot of miles on you. Thanks. And, I'm and, not sure that sounded too nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. It's been a great show. It's been a great show. I think I just lost my guest. <laughs> so no. So I, I either one are plausible, but I you know and I don't I don't think I I see you more as a mountain girl than a scuba girl. So I'm I don't know why. I just think you're kind of an uh, like a outdoorsy hiker mountainy kind of. But I don't I could be wrong. But I'm going to say that you didn't swim with the sharks and you were but you did go to the glaciers. I have hiked the glaciers. Ah. That is true. Nice. That is true. I thought you would have guessed that I sat in shark cages in like, you know, Hawaii and then in Australia. But you didn't fall for that no, one? didn't fall for it. Okay, now I, I got to do it. The, the adrenaline of – I see you enjoying the glory of creation, but not enough like the adrenaline thrill shark thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. I did have a friend recently who, who's in this work. She lives yeah. in North Carolina. And she said that she did the shark tanks off of South Africa. Wow. And like the week before or something on the same trip she was on, the great white shark hopped in the cage. Oh, no. And she still got in. And I was like, oh, this is That's, not no, no, for no, me. No. So you were accurate yeah. in your choice. <laughs> That's right. I will, I will not risk my life for recreational purposes. Yeah. Maybe for bigger causes, but not recreationally. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's risky. It is risky. So, <laughs> so back to Arizona 127. That's awesome. Uh, back to Arizona 127. Because this is, in a sense, this is a mount. This is... A dangerous world. I mean, it's it's it's. There's a lot going on. Tell us, just give us a scope of Arizona. What's happening in Arizona in the foster care system? Yeah. So, you know, I I think that 
we have to understand that this is a really dynamic problem, right? right. Like there's a lot um, of reasons of why we have kids in care and why they need to come into care. And then also what is our responsibility mm-hmm. as a culture, as a society to care for those kids in those moments, right? And their families. Right. And so to kind of take this holistic approach is um, where I think that people of faith really can step in and try right. to say, how can we be for all sides, right? How can we be for the birth parent to get the healing and get the restoration and the help that they need, but also to step in that gap for that kiddo who by no fault of their own find themselves in foster care. Right. We might – there are some who blame people in difficult situations for the choices that they make. Yes. Putting that argument aside for adults uh, aside, aside. you can't use that for children. No. You simply can't look at a kid who's who's – Discarded in a sense from their, either the, the society or the for their family, or their, their families falling apart, and blame them. Yeah, like they're, it's not their fault. No, regardless of their age. Right. I feel like we, as a culture, we can give that empathy to little kids. Yeah. You know, yeah, under cute, something like yeah, three, especially when they're cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under three, we can right. give that kind of pass to. But right. the truth is that a sixteen-year-old, a seventeen-year-old who comes into care, it wasn't their fault either, right? Right, right. They are just in an unfortunate situation. And Arizona 127's goal is just to say, hey, people who find yourself in a local church in Arizona, would you consider engaging in this? Whether it's temporarily to be a family or if a kid is in forever in need of a family, like we deserve families, right? Kids need families. You and I, we need families. That's how we were wired and created. Right. People need community and kids need that. And so that's our whole goal as a ministry is to help local churches step into the seat of caring for vulnerable Mm -hmm. kids in the state of Arizona. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really the heart of God. We know that. I mean, it's, 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 we're hardwired to be in family. We need family. And uh, the heart of God is to set the lonely and families. We all understand that. Yeah. Um, but that's not necessarily what hap- that isn't the reality. No, that's the, God's intention. Is this yes. heart is that we? This is what He wants to see happen for everyone. But yeah, how does that happen? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you know it's it's an interesting time that we're in. Um, uh, unfortunately, we have never tipped the scales in yeah. Arizona where we have more families. Um, then we have a need, right? right? We always have more kids in Arizona needing a temporary family through foster care right. or an adoptive family through adoption rather than families just waiting. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see us, and I know you would too, to tip the scale yeah. where there's families just waiting to care for kids, whether it's for a day or for several years while their families heal and in the event that their families never become well enough to care for them again, Mm -hmm. that we step into that gap too and give those kids, like you said, God set the lonely in families Mm -hmm. and we have to kind of step into that space. But it's hard right now. Um, I think coming out of the last few years, we're Mm -hmm. just kind of circling the wagons to yes. like care for self, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. And we've got to hold each other accountable right. uh, and say, 
how do I step into this? Right. Like the need is now in the state of Arizona. We right. need families. Um, I can share some numbers Please with you. Please do. Yeah. Tell me why. what's going on right now. Yeah. So, you know, DCS, Department of Child Safety, they they track the data and they keep the data. And I was recently looking at this report that really should wake us all up to our are like just chewing on the thought, like, how do I get involved in this? How do I make uh, a difference? How do I sacrifice something of, of my time, of my finances, of my space? How do, how do I step into this gap, right? And so this report, let me attempt to describe it to you. You tell me if it doesn't make sense. Right. But I was looking at kind of the the data of number of families who step into and become licensed each month to be a foster and adoptive family, mm-hmm. right? And so on average, the past six months in the state of Arizona, and this is the whole state. This isn't just Maricopa right. County. This is the entire state. On average, we only have licensed 45 foster families a month. Okay. Daily. For in, the, the, in the entire state of in Arizona. the entire state of Arizona. 45 families. Okay. 45 families. Daily in the state of Arizona, again, these are averages, but we average 25 new kids come into care a day. Now, I'm not a mathematician. I'm a social worker. But if you do 25 times 30, that's more than 45. Right. Right. And so we have a disproportionate need for families. Right. And Mm. pre-pandemic, we were averaging 150 families a month plus. Right. And so you can see that we're we're in the negative, mm-hmm. like we're yeah. we're in trouble. And I think there's a lot of reason for that. Mm-hmm. I think that um, there's a lot of good reason. for right. that. But I just want us to challenge people. How do we step into this need? How do we start to consider like, hey, what's my role in this? How do I play a role in caring for a kid in our community? That again, by no fault of his own, sure. finds himself in foster care, mm. and it can be a girl too. I'm using sure. yeah. the him, but him or her, yeah. you know. And how do we care for them? And and that's our heart, you know. Yes. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Counterculture with Jonathan Sanborn. We have in studio today uh, Katie O'Dell from Arizona 127, which the 127 represents a very famous. Verse. And uh, so just give, can you reference yeah. that? So the 127 isn't that we work 12 days, seven days a week. People always ask me, <laughs> yeah. what's the significance of this number? It really comes from James 127 and just that says pure religion cares for the orphan, right? Mm. And we, we know that the modern day ch- vulnerable child mm-hmm. um, is what scripture is referring to there. Right. And so we just want to help the giant body of Christ, right. step into caring for this. Because mm-hmm. the truth is, the, our numbers in Arizona is about 1% of our child population in the state of Arizona finds themselves in foster care. Mm. 1%. 1%. We, we have more than 1% of people who say, hey, I follow Jesus, yes. right? Yeah. And so we, we can do this together. Right. But we all got to realize, man, I got to chew on the hard stuff and maybe step outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. And how many churches are there in Arizona? I, I don't even know. I've when heard I five Google to ten thousand. I've heard different I've heard numbers. So many numbers, but yeah. let's let's pretend it's a thousand. Yeah, we can do it, right? right. Like if it's a thousand, a thousand churches, and they each have a hundred people. Yeah, 
we have more than enough people oh, yeah. to do this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I, the other thing that comes to mind is that in my house, God said, there are many rooms. And the idea that in God's among, I always thought of that just about that just as in heaven. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, if we looked at all this, I wondered if how many spare bedrooms there are in among Christians' homes right now. I'd be, I'd be interested in what that number would be. That'd be interesting to figure yeah. it out. Like, I bet you there's enough spare bedrooms yeah. alone. Yeah. Plenty. I'm sure there's many, some people have two or three. Yeah. That are, that are available. So even now there's space. Yeah. So it's a question. Yeah. So yeah. when, when we, um, I'm going to tell this story not to diminish the good work that people do, but when we were, when we were kind of thinking about creating Arizona 127 yeah. in that first year before we did it, there we went around to several different group homes and residential treatment centers around the state of Arizona. Mm-hmm. And there was this little nine-year-old boy that just broke our heart and made us realize like why we had to step in specifically to trying to raise up the number of foster families yeah. in the state of Arizona. And this little boy, he's nine, sat on this bottom of his bunk bed. And we were just interviewing him and having a conversation with him. And and we asked, you know, if you could ask one thing, what would you ask for? Mm -hmm. And he reached under his bed and he pulled out these two backpacks and he said, I don't need a backpack. I need a family. Wow. And it was in that moment that we were just like, hey, churches, there's one thing we have. We might not have money all the time. We might not have the finances or even, but we have families, right. right? Like we have rooms, like you're saying, right. we have extra rooms. We have single parents. We have we have singles who could step into parenting. Like I know so many beauties, right. beautiful stories where a single man or woman right. is now a single parent. And right. like that's not easy, but they're doing it, right? Mm. And there's just this, there is this beautiful thing that God has intended for us um, when we step into the hardest day of a child's life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and I think like if it's not the people that follow Jesus who are championing reunification and champion reconciliation, who is who is, who is who champion is? that? Because yeah. that's that's what we're called to do, right? right? That's who we're called to be. And I just feel like, yes, it's gonna cost you something, right? It's gonna cost you time, it's gonna cost your heart space. Mm-hmm. And it might hurt to say goodbye. Yeah. But is that really worth the no? Because you're just protecting like I, – I, we always hear that. We always yeah. hear people say, I could never say goodbye. Yeah. Like I, that's why I can't be a foster parent. I would say that's the number one reason yeah. oh, okay. that we hear is like I, I couldn't say goodbye, so I can't do foster parenting. And I just feel like, man, let's increase the faith. One, right. in like trusting God that – he has a moment, but mm. also learning to champion like that kiddo getting to go home with his mom and dad. Right. And and we as followers of Christ, like we I just believe we can be a part of that beautiful big picture mm. of saying while a mom and a dad are getting the healing they need, um, if that's what all that they need, right? Mm. Some kids permanently need to be out of their homes and they need a forever home somewhere else. Mm. But a lot of kids need to go back home. And those mom and dads just need to get their feet under them, break the cycle of addiction, mm. and and someone championing them, right. you know? Right. And I think we can do that. Whew, that's, that's a countercultural right. thought. It is a countercultural thought. Or what are, what's the default in our culture? 
me, mine. Yep. Yeah. I I don't want to give my time or my heart space. Right. You know, and it will cost you something. Yeah. To me, uh, being a foster parent or an adoptive parent, yeah. like here in America, it is the work of a missionary. Like it is that kind of heart that you give yourself to another culture, yeah. someone outside of your circle, mm-hmm. right? Inviting a kid to come live with you is inviting a, a foreigner into your land, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and they have it. They have issues. The kids. Yeah. It's not gonna. It's not this like. It's not always precious easy. Moments. Sometimes it's it, easy. Yeah, it can be. Yep. Sometimes kids unfortunately don't have um, extreme trauma, but there is trauma. Right. 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 It. It's hard to say goodbye to your parents. Like that's trauma all by itself. Right. And the reality of that. Let's just say what they've come from, and they're pulled into a governmental system. That is strapped and have it's challenged. So, and I've you and I have both seen welcome centers. Would you do, can, yeah. do you mind just saying what that is? Like we seem to show that what's the reality for saying no? Yeah, yeah. The reality is is that kids are in government offices right until they find uh, a a placement. Uh, yeah. Whether first they're trying to find a kinship family, which is a grandma or an aunt or even a teacher or a neighbor mm-hmm. can be a, a kinship foster family. And we, we want to help support yeah. them so that when they step into that gap, that grandma doesn't feel st- right. strained or stressed, right? We want to wrap around that grandma and care for her well. And we think churches can do that. Yeah. And then if if that's not an option, then to go into a foster family and if there's no foster families, then kids end up in group homes. Yeah. And group homes are institution. Like yeah. that's not an ideal setting for right. any kid to live, right? Yeah. And so so it is hard. And so there's this in-between place before a kinship family when there is not enough families, which is the state we're in right now. Yeah. The kids go into these welcome centers. Yeah. And we use a, a nice name for them. But they are um, – They're dated se- 70s cubicles. Yeah. And and yeah. They're, they're office spaces. Yeah. Kids aren't supposed to be in office spaces on the hardest day of your life. Right. Yeah. Right? If you just went through the biggest loss, yeah. would you want to be around someone who's nurturing and caring for right. you and helping you ease through? Or would you want to be staffed right. by uh, well-intentioned? Yeah. DCS is doing the best that they can, mm-hmm. right? But they, I, I heard um, a director of, of the Department of Child Safety say before, like, Government makes a poor family. We have to do yeah. our job of right. keeping kids safe, right? right? But we need families to step in and be the families because right. we're just government. It makes yeah. a poor family. And I think they know they have the best hearts and they know their place, um, but they can't do it all. Yeah. And so it needs it needs the culture. It needs the yeah. society. It needs the people to step in and say, we'll do our part. This sounds personal to you. This I mean, you're, I've, I've known you for – Seven, eight years, a long, a long, long time. time, long time. We'll count it long time. We'll count long time. I don't freak, but a long time since my thirties. This is, I've, I don't even know how that long ago. Uh, and this is personal to you. Why is this personal to you? I can just yeah. So, like you said, I've been in local church ministry. Uh, this is my twentieth year in yeah. this community in um, Maricopa County, actually. Mm-hmm. And so, I have. I have always been in community transformation and community outreach through a local and global context, right? Right. And so I'm wired to care about community transformation and just wanting to help 
the least, the lost, and the marginalized of society, um, and thinking that that's God's heart, right. right? And 10 years ago when we started down this, it was actually like 11 years ago when we started uh, as, a, as the ministry I was leading, as we started down this path of trying to figure out where are we supposed to be at in, right. in this space, you know, and how can we make an impact? I really started to realize how much caring for kids in foster care mm-hmm. is an upstream uh, outreach yeah. to what we used we've been working for. So right. in this community outreach, when we talk about uh, teen pregnancy, when we talk about homelessness, when we talk about prisons, when we talk right. about education. If you start looking, when we talk about sex trafficking, right? When you start looking at the the numbers of kids that were in foster care that fill those right spaces, right? Yeah. We can go upstream and care for them as children, right? And offset those long term outcomes in adulthood, mm. and that's where, like, I was just like, we, like. We might be spinning the wheel. And that work's still needed. I'm so for sure. all that work, yes. right? But let's try to lessen the numbers and and decrease it yeah. a different way. And so we can really make an impact in long-term outcomes that we've all been faced with and right, focused on. Right, right. How can uh, – just as we wrap up – this has been an amazing conversation. As we wrap up our time with uh, what, how can people connect with the work of Arizona 127 or get involved? Yeah, one of the easiest ways, and I know everyone is going to roll their eyes the moment I say this, is you can follow us on social media, yeah. um, on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find us at Arizona 127. Mm-hmm. And if you get there and you follow us, you can find out all about our events and our upcoming okay. classes to find your place in foster care and to try to figure out how you can make an impact. Come and join us at one of our trainings. Katie, Arizona 127, love the work you're doing. Believe in you. Believe in your mission. Love love this conversation. Thank you so much for being Thank on Counter Culture this week. God bless you and your ministry. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.